Good morning. We're in our sermon series on the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are instructions and blessings that Jesus gave his disciples and us. They are simply put instructions on how to be Christ-like and blessings that are, are, that are clearly stated. And they are in Matthew 5. So if you please grab your Bible or open it up to Matthew 5 with me. In Matthew 5, 3, we are told, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And those are the Beatitudes. And again, you can find those um, in Matthew 5, and I encourage you to read them yourself. So, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God or sons of God. Those are the Beatitudes. Today, we're just going to focus on blessed are the peacemakers. What a timely beatitude. What a timely verse. It's a, it's a timely beatitude. It's a timely blessed. It's a timely command for us. We are told, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So what does that mean? What does that mean to us in our modern lives? And what does that mean to us in this incredibly weird year that we're living in? I wanted to preach on this specific beatitude because we are all living at home and stuck. I wanted to learn more about being a peacemaker myself. When we decided on this summer preaching series, we were all just still on major lockdown. Today, I'm sitting here in my living room and dining room, stuck inside still but this time with no power and I won't have it for days. So say what you will about 2020, but at least it's consistent. So regardless of this bonkers time that we're living in, I know we're still called to be peacemakers. Before we talk about what it means today, let's take a moment and look back on what was going on in the world when Jesus gave his disciples the Beatitudes, when he gave us these Beatitudes. Jesus gave us the Beatitudes in a very timely manner. During the, that time in world history, there were many wars. Empires were fighting one another. People were being enslaved. People groups were fighting other people groups based on religion and ethnicity. And that meant that there was a lack of peace. Does that all sound a little familiar? The world then doesn't seem far from what it is right now and what's happening right now. Other than Jesus not telling his disciples to chill out on social media, I think this is 100% for us now. You see, when Jesus said these words and when the Bible was written, God knew right now would happen. For me, God knew that I would be writing this sermon without power during a pandemic with an infant by my side and in my arms. When he said these words, God knew you. God knew what you would be going through. God knew what you would be thinking, 
what you would find joyful and what would bring you sorrow. The Word of God, including the Beatitudes, was written for us today. It was written for those that were in the past, those that came before us, and it was written for those who are going to come after us. All Christians from the last couple of thousand years to the next couple of thousand years are called to be peacemakers. I think that that's a hard thing to do to be right now, regardless of era. But peacemaking has been even harder for me personally the last couple of months. You see this living room behind me? It has served my family, which includes my husband and our infant daughter, as our living room well. We used to sit in it, laugh, play, watch stuff on TV, and find joy. And then COVID hit. We were trapped. This living room that used to be a place of joy turned into our office, our daycare, our restaurant, our date night, our nursery, our occasional hair salon and poorly equipped jungle gym. This previously peaceful living room has at times turned into a COVID-induced zoo. This previously peaceful living room has been the site of a few days that lacked peace. A lack of peace that hadn't been a part of our world before. Here, there, we have had the occasional lack of peace about big things like how to raise a baby, how to get a baby to sleep, what are our feelings about going out and about during a pandemic, during the height of the pandemic. We have had to have difficult discussions that rocked the peace boat that we wouldn't have otherwise had to have. We were debating, is it safe to go see family? How often should we go shopping? Was it safe to spend time with my long lost friend Target? Is the taco shop that we used to frequent safe for us to go to? Should we turn off the news and just watch a funny movie? It was just a lot all at once. These have been bonkers, bonkers months. And then this week, we were hit by a storm and lost power and our house was slightly damaged. We're fine, don't worry. But this is the week we're living in. I had to write this sermon in our living room, pitch black with a candle, with the beautiful hum of generators in the distance. You could probably hear them right now. Talk about a lack of peace. Peace means living in a state that lacks friction, that lacks war between people, groups, and individuals. Peace means being able to talk things out and come to a resolution. Whether you're two countries fighting over a border or two people groups that can't see eye to eye or two people who are trying to live together well. Peace isn't a hippie, tight-eyed idea. It's not just something that we post about on Instagram. Peace is an action that we are called to live out and act out as believers in Christ. Peacemaking is an action that we are called to. It's not easy to live in complete peace with others. It's not. It's not easy to be the one who's making the peace, but we have to be an example and we have an example to learn from. Jesus constantly and consistently chose peace, always. He created peace in every situation that he was in. 
His presence brought about peace. And I know it's lofty, but I think ours is supposed to be too. I think our presence is supposed to bring peace. I think our presence as Christians, as people who are to walk and live like Jesus, is supposed to bring peace in everyday situations. We are to make peace. We are to make peace when, we, when large uh, fights erupt in our home. We are to make peace when injustice happens. We are to make peace when there isn't peace for a specific people group. We are to make peace by volunteering our time, our effort, our money, our intellect to righting wrongs. That might mean something simple like standing up for someone that you see mistreated in front of you or something large like creating and leading an organization or a campaign to make peace. I want you to ask God to show you how you are to be a peacemaker. How are you supposed to be making peace right now? Ask God to show you how you are to be creating peace in your family. Surely times have been tricky lately. We're living in a tricky era. Chad and I, my husband and I, have had to navigate all of those issues, and I'm sure you've had to too. Our families, our living situations all look different, but we have all been living in a time that seems to have lacked peace. Let's take a moment and further define what it means to be a peacemaker. I think it means to give grace, compassion, and forgiveness to others a lot, over and over. I think it means to give grace, compassion, and forgiveness to others a lot, over and over. Being a, peacemaker, uh, being a peacemaker means that I have to constantly remember to give grace as I have been given by God. I have to love as I have been given love. In our home, it means remembering that for Chad and I, we are learning. It is after our all for us, our first kid and our first pandemic. Now, the first one doesn't apply to all of you. It's not all of your first kid, but the second one does. Unless you were alive during the Spanish flu in 1918, this is your first pandemic too. And it's most likely the first pandemic for those around you. We're all learning here, all of us. We need to give everyone grace in this difficult time. We need to be the ones who make peace right now. So take a moment and really answer this. What does making peace mean in the walls of your home with your inner circle? Now, not to overwhelm you, but what does that mean as a Christian living in the United States in 2020? What does that mean to how you react to today's news, to what's happening in our part of the world and to what's happening globally? What does being a peacemaker mean to you as we actively fight against injustice, as we fight against oppression, as we fight against poverty, against hate, against racism and sexism and hatred of any group, against modern day slavery. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, first, let's examine if you have peace in your heart with these specific things. Like I said before, when I first thought about preaching on this specific uh, beatitude, we are all just stuck in our homes. I thought that 
this that it, that would be enough peace to focus on what was happening on our homes that we were just sh sheltered in place and couldn't go anywhere then george floyd was murdered and injustice was right in our face all of our faces we are now forced to and have been called to be peacemakers outside of our tiny walls too how do we do that it's such a big problem there's so much injustice in our world. There's so much hate. How could I, lowly me, how can I be an instrument of peace in our world right now? I think it's the same process that we, do, we can use with our families to create peace we use for outside of our homes. I think it means that we give grace, compassion, and forgiveness to others a lot, over and over. I think it means that we give grace, compassion, and forgiveness to others a lot, over and over. I think we need to continue to see things from others' point of view. We need to continue to, with grace, compassion, and forgiveness. I think that those are the factors of being a peacemaker, a maker of peace. It means that we lead with grace and compassion in our conversations in what we post, in what we say, and in our actions. If someone says something that you don't agree with, ask yourself, am I creating peace by responding? If someone calls you a name, will your response create peace and be an example to that person of how to act? If someone says something that you see as wrong, as unjust, as ignorant, as racist, will your response create peace? or will it fuel division? We are called to be the ones who pursue peace and justice as Christians. Friends, if the early church was called to do it while they were being persecuted, surely we're called to do that too right now. Jesus never said, blessed are the peacemakers, except for the person that you see is wrong. He never said, blessed are the peacemakers, unless you think that person is wrong. Jesus never said, blessed are the peacemakers, except when someone says something dumb on Facebook. Jesus never said, blessed are the peacemakers, unless you don't agree with them politically. What he did say is, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. To be called a child of God is an honor. To be called that, a child of God, is the greatest honor we have on this earth. It's a great honor and calling. When it comes with that comes a call and a command to make peace. We do that by taking care of others. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 tells us, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly and defend the rights of the poor and needy. To be a child of God is an honor. To be called that, a child of God, is the greatest honor we have here on this earth. It's a great honor and calling. When it comes to that, when it comes to that call and command to make peace, we are to do that by taking care of others. In Luke 6:29, Jesus tells us, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Here, Jesus is teaching us how to be peacemakers, how to live like Christ, how to be like Christ. 
If someone says something that offends you, turn the other cheek. Walk away from the situation, let it cool down, and then make sure that you're the one who's pursuing peace in the situation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. To be a child of God is a great honor. To be called that, a child of God, is the greatest honor that we have here on this earth. It's a great honor and calling. With it comes a call and command to make peace. We do that by taking care of others. In James 3.8, we are told, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So, for this week, how about we all do this, all of us together? Let's ask God to use us as instruments uh, of peace every morning. Set an alarm or a calendar reminder if you need to, but let's all do it every morning together. Let's all ask God to use us as instruments of peace, to make us peacemakers at home, in our community, our school, our workplaces, and in our world. I'd like for all of us to write down what that means for us today. Please take a moment to write down what it means for you to be a peacemaker. And if you need to rewatch this to know all this, it's fine. So please take a moment to write down what it means for you to be a peacemaker. What does it mean for you to be one in your relationships? What does it mean for you to be one with your spouse, with your children or parents, with your coworkers on social media? What does it mean to be a peacemaker as you fight for the change that needs to be made in this world? Please write those down. And daily, check if you're actively in pursuit of that. Every morning, check daily and ask God to make, make you a peacemaker. If you have asked Christ into your heart, into your life, which is what being a Christian means, then you are called to make peace. If you haven't called Christ into your heart, what a great time to do it now. Friends, we are called to walk peace daily. We are called to be the ones who bring peace into this world. We are called to be peacemakers. Will you please pray for, with me? Father, we thank you for your clear instruction. We thank you that you have clearly told us to be peacemakers and that we would be called your children if we are. We thank you that it's clearly said, but we pray, we beg for your aid in becoming peacemakers. Father, we cannot do it without you. We thank you for the grace that you've given us and we pray that you would show us how to give that to others. We thank you for the love, the true love that can only come from you. And we pray that you would show us how to give that to others. We thank you for the compassion that you show us day in and day out. Teach us how to be compassionate towards others. Father, we pray this very difficult thing. We pray that you would teach us how to forgive others, those who have wronged us. Teach us how to forgive like you have forgiven us. Father, teach us to become more like you. Teach us how to become peacemakers. I pray that you would be with us as you always are in every situation that we go through this week. 
Father, teach us to think and pray before we speak. Teach us to pursue peace. Teach us to be more like you. And Father, I pray that you would be with those of us who are watching, who may not know you, who may not have asked you into our hearts yet. I pray that your Holy Spirit would prompt them. And for those of you who have never prayed the prayer, you simply ask Jesus to come live in your heart. Father, we thank you that you have given us your word. We thank you that it's 100% true and it's 100% inerrant. We pray that you would prompt us daily to pursue peace and that you would continue to show us how. We thank you for the privilege and honor of being called your children. In your name we pray. Amen.